had lots of notes about like beautiful character stuff but i am just like a like a kid after a slurpee and i just need to talk about this dave and busters i i can't i have a penny board i'm so excited or welcome you... to the after party i'm eric your dm and here are my players who are really are. excited that they got they i'm brandon i'm not your dm that's mikey over there also not your dm also and i'm amanda usually not your dm <laughs> <laughs> and my players are really excited that i got to go to a dave and busters and get items which is apparently in a shack in a dirt field. Like, what is with that entrance? I really support Mikey's theory that, like all Irish pubs or all Cracker Barrels, you walk in different entrances and get to the same place. I see. Yeah, that's canon. No, it's canon. That's canon. Anyway, Dave and Buster's has that five 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 power play deal. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, go now, get a great deal, get a meal, get some uh, free chips, get a free power card, and uh, have a great time. That's good. I like Dave and Buster's. I mean. Someone it's expensive, but it's it. fun. They have like the worst, amazing alcoholic drinks. I have like a glass. It's like this big. Like, what's this? Like two feet? Yeah. Like Dang, tall? Half, yeah. It was like a Long Island iced tea, but like for crazy people. And That's I got, how they all are. Oh my gosh. You guys know me. And I still was like feeling it. Like, whoa. Well, yeah. Off of one. It was like the most expensive drink in my life. Maybe for our one year anniversary, we can go to uh, Dave and Buster's together. I love it. Oh, that's cute. Aww. Did we spend any gold? Or did we get tokens from the representative? The representative gave you token. I gave a 20 uh, gold tip. Right it's important there. to tip your yeah, it's creatures with a K. I was going to ask about that. Kenku, is that traditionally like in the D&D lore, like they're sort of employees? In Dave and Buster's. Do they work in Dave and Buster's? <laughs> they work in Dave and Buster's? <laughs> no. TM, 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 TM. the grand law of the Unforgotten Realms. Kind of. I think Kenku have a really limited skill set. Like, there are these birds with clipped wings that can't speak. So they can only do so many things. So a lot of when people play Kenku, it's usually, like, rogues or... Yeah, it's actually just rogues. And they can't really speak and they just, like, shift around and steal things. I feel like a bard would be cool for them. A though. bard would be inter- really interesting. Like, they can only parrot back mm-hmm. things that they've heard in other places. So I think that that's just how it fit in my... Head. I know some people might do goblins or might do kobolds, like really traditional diminutive races, but we had so much fun with Valentine. I just like really wanted to put Kinku all. That's what kind of make me sad is that Valentine ha- seemed to have a higher purpose and then all of his buddies are. Right. I mean, one of them had a construction hat on, so he could be like an engineering supervisor. You don't know. That's true. Maybe one maybe g- the one in, in the fortune telling machine was an entry level employee. Maybe. I gave them a 20 gold tip. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. We undervalue gold in uh, D&D economy <laughs> yeah. as adventurers. We, the, as the four of us or as adventurers? <laughs> the adventuring class of D&D players yeah. undervalue gold because we get so much of it. But in the real world prices of fantasy, gold's a lot, man. How many ice creams and brownies could he get with this? You could get a lot. What is it? Like a beer is like 20 silver oh, or something? I actually something? have this right here. You have this. Um, yeah. A gallon of ale. He's reading it from his DM screen, by the way. A Where, gallon... Where'd you get that DM screen? I got it from 20-sided store in Williamsburg, New York. Thanks, Lauren. A gallon of ale are two silver pieces, and a banquet per person is 10 gold pieces. I just hey. gave this guy two banquets. <laughs> 
He just like funded his wedding. Like I mean, listen, him and his Kenku partner are trying to find the funds to get married, and now now they have it. Aww. I got two great items for it. I'm all about it to or, support anyone. Yeah. They couldn't agree on who to cut from their guest list because it is really hard to get down <laughs> to you know an even sixty or something. And now they were able to add a headcount of two. Yeah, especially when you have to communicate that you're out of the wedding in mimicry. <laughs> It's yep, really hard. Yep, yep, yep. Nope, it's really hard. It's I'm really, really hard. interested if there's going to be any meaning to the fact that I heard a preacher with a southern twang talk about my religion that apparently only I know about, and now I'm concerned in a not great way because I'm going to have to, like, deal with this. Our DM is hidden under the table. Oh, look at this really cool thing in my DM screen. I'm going to send the shadow to just consume them. <laughs> Terrifying. I was picturing Russ Cole from True Detective Season 1 when that <laughs> scene where they're at like the white tent and the preacher is talking. Yeah. Of, it's framed very nicely. Anyway, that's what I was picturing. In a previous life, I was a televangelist. Oh, yeah. I feel like it, is a, it would be a calling for me. Yeah. Not about the religion, just about like yelling at people charismatically and taking their money from them. I want to say I appreciate the opportunity to rework the voice for Representative Shields. <laughs> We're just going to retcon it. Don't worry. After we did that episode and I spent so much time talking as this guy, I really felt like my accent was coming in and out. So I wanted to come back strong. And then I went way too far the other direction. So now he's Tommy Wusso. Well, despite the hilarity with which this episode ended, and I very much appreciate, we did have some actual genuine character moments in here. It was pretty amazing to just kind of like sit and watch and restrain myself from making dumb comments as y'all had actual kind of one-on-one really substantive moments. So, Johnny, how how did that feel? I don't have a shadow, y'all. Yeah. I mean, I knew, but yeah. y'all didn't. And I don't have point, a shadow. The shadow like reached its long, scary arm across the room, which I hate. I hate when limbs elongate. Yeah, it. you were you were scared of that. I was. I hid so, my turtleneck. What what's your thought on the nineties classic Space Jam? I was literally watching this today, the final shot. With Michael, by Michael Jordan's Jordan. horrible uh stretched out. There we go, we got the answer from hell. <laughs> answer received. I feel good. I'm still trying to figure out what's the dealio o yo with uh, the shadow. So I feel yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, that's about like where I'm at. I'm still trying to like figure out, you know, personally what Johnny feels. I'm trying to see how he feels, see what this shadow's gonna give me. I've like given Eric like some thoughts of like a direction I see this going. I mean, I think you got some valuable information. I think that the fact that the shadow also believes in these two paths, that it's like you're trying to overcome this thing and reckon with it. And also, he was surprised that you were the only one who believed in the undying light. Still, so. well, that may or may not be true. But also, for me, like it's weird that the only person talking to me or telling me I have to make a choice is the shadow. Meanwhile, the undying light says nothing. Granted, you know your baseline is light only, no shadow. So I guess that's their stance. Meanwhile, the shadow just wants to coexist. I don't believe in that. That's not true. Like the shadow wants something. I don't want to give it to them. I'm fine if balance is the answer, but I'm not fine if the shadow like gets more than 50%. Interesting. Hey, Tracy, how do you feel about being the $6 million robo boy? I mean, I think most robots are probably on that price tag, right? That's just like the base model price for a robot, $6 million. We've been talking about you multiclassing for a really long time. Months, yeah. Months ago. Yeah. I. It's an open secret on this podcast. I'm not a fan of the barbarian class. I don't... <gasps> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't think it, What? I think it it's been good up to a point especially like 
for simplicity's sake and getting into role playing and allowing like the mechanics to get out of the way. And I'm lazy a little bit, so I don't want to like learn a bunch of spells and stuff. But past level five, it gets really boring. So I think the next step on my barbarian was another class feature. I'm the way of the bear or whatever. And I think the next owl step bear. was like, yeah, owl bear. But mm-hmm. um, it was like, I can carry more, like weight wise. Cool. Thumbs up. So instead, I really wanted to have this kind of be like a turning moment for Tracy in that he was confronted with the fact that Johnny died on him. And he's kind of been bouncing back and forth between his previous owner, Solitude, and then Johnny. And he's never really like come into his own and and really relied on himself. I think player Brandon think that's probably going to be good and bad in the way he's thinking about things now. But I think he's going to be able to fend for himself a lot better with his punching. And now as we get further along this route of Artificer, uh, you're going to see... A lot of cool gunslinging things, but also a lot of really cool magic that's going to be involved. And to clarify, you're still level five in Barbarian. Yeah, so just to clarify what multiclassing is, too, I didn't even think about it. So it's really simple in practice. Instead of taking the next level on your current class, so instead of taking level six Barbarian, you can take a level in a different class. So I took level one Artificer instead of going level six Barbarian. And there's some details we have to work out with, like, you don't take some of the, like, equipment and stuff like that, but that's basically it. You can do that for any level. So I can go up to like level 12 Artificer and then switch back to get level 6 Barbarian if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. I really liked uh, what you guys decided to do with the RP of it because there's a lot of D&D mechanical stuff that makes sense. But when it comes to RP, how you handle it really frustrates me. One of which is multiclassing. Like, boom, suddenly I go from Warlock to I'm a Paladin. Like, that's not how you can't just do that. You got to explain. Right. And um, the decision to, you know, spend several days working in an artificer shop and, you know, learning, having that also happen to you. The good thing is, is that big part of the artificer is like magic infused projectile weaponry. You are magic infused to begin with. Right. Add a weapon. Bada bing, bada boom, boom, boom. I think it makes sense that Tracy wants to take command of himself in totality. Like he can now mend any broken wood or whatever. He has wood carving, so um, you're going to see how he kind of deals with magic and spells, and that's going to play into it. So, yeah. I thought it was really moving that he chose mending because you've always been very caring as a character, but in terms of, like, Tracy on paper, it's a lot of destruction, you know, and, like, a lot of just strength and brute force. And lots of times your greatest utility to the group has been to go into rage mode and destroy so I got a little like verklempt when you said that <laughs> that mending was now one of the things in his repertoire. Yeah, I think that's a important point. He also, I think he also just felt really useless in this last big boss battle. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think I really did much, and that's not a great feeling. He's never—I don't think he's really had that feeling before. Mm. Hey, I mean, you've been the front line for a lot of these things. You've right. been the the first axe to strike Greg's leg. Yeah, I think there's, he's just realizing there are now that there will be big enough threats that he won't be able to react to them in his current state. But Anara. Yeah. Tell me about all the things and the stuff. <laughs> Are you scared? Are you part demon now? What's happening? Well, I, I sure would like to know. I was carefree about killing until okay growled at me. I'm really glad I have her. I, I don't think there would be an opportunity for, I don't know, self-reflection or questioning my direction without her. But um, no, I, I'm very confident 
that this is a direction I should keep pursuing in terms of the Assassin's Guild. Seeing that pennant, like, it just felt like a victory thing. You're like, finish the level of a video game and, like, get to, you know, do a little, like, Mario star jump. Like, that's very exciting to me. And a little bit, too, you know, I don't want to only have... No, it makes me he's so good. happy. He's he's happy because you literally did the thing at the end of a Mario yeah, level. Yeah, you went yeah, up, yeah. you went up a thing, and you grabbed a flag. I did, I did. Um, I just Yatta! I hate this. I definitely don't want my only assassin cred to have been assisted kills. You know, I'm glad that they identified that because that you know would be something that Anara would be a little bit like cagey about. But the demon stuff is scary and dreaming to be the person that I killed is scary. And if I ever had the opportunity to talk to someone else in the Assassin's Guild, I would probably try to get some information out of them about without trying to ask this question directly, like, how do you feel? What happens? Like do you dream about the person? Do you ever talk to them? Like what is the afterlife? You know, these are questions that Inara has never really faced. I also just think it's interesting that Eric chose for okay to realize this because there's a whole that whole lore about dogs being able to see ghosts oh yeah and 100%. so yeah interesting i have like many thoughts in headcanon i think in the last after party i talked about what my thoughts of this and it just continues what is that ooze that infused with your shadow cow yeah does that mean that that's just that specific kill is it every kill are you going to start to gain uh, like it's actually in other like video games or RPG system, elves can eat parts of, of, of a creature and then gain some of that power or gain yeah. some of the access of their memory. I, I know what you mean, though. Like like being able to kind of glom powers of people that I killed sounds like a great reason to kill people. Like, I mean, you know, that sounds like a sounds like it would be really intriguing. I believe she's the anti-Adama. <laughs> we should destroy her. So far, it seems like the guilt or fact of this killing is slowly eroding my sanity, so I wouldn't worry too hard Until yet. Until it becomes that you accept it, and then you kill all those around you for the power. It's becoming really interesting in that Anara and Johnny are becoming more and more diametrically opposed. Yeah. Uh, and it's becoming more and more real and practical as we go on. And Tracy is now taking on this role of, like, I have, like, detect magic and identify, which means I get to, like, touch an item or a person and, and figure out what their magical energy is. And so there's this, like, middle ground that I'm breaching with magic, but it's neither infernal or positive or whatever it is. And there's this really... I don't know. I'm interested to see how it's going to play out, but I think there's definitely some walls being built and barriers being brought down between the team. Unless, you know, Johnny goes full shadow. With all the love in my heart, I say that if Tracy is our, like, adjudicator of right and wrong and, like, our voice of reason <laughs> and stability and sanity and balance, I think we need to reevaluate our choices. Well, I think that's a good thing, though. I think it's good that Tracy is now saying that, that he gets to determine his moral code now. Yeah, no, He's for sure. He's not relying on anyone else's moral code anymore. For I sure. wasn't making you believe in the one truth of the undying light. No, he still believes in the Okay, light. as long as you do. That's the important part. Uh, and most importantly of all, I am now an actual skateboarding teen. So, uh, Eric, from whence do these perfect items come? I know that my birthday's in two weeks, and so I super appreciate that you thought to give my fictional character a gift as well. And just from all three of you, I really just feel love. And I Did you actually ever it. skateboard? Did you have a board ever? A little bit, but Connor took the skateboard and was better at it. So he longboarded more than I ever did. For what did they come? First of all, shout out to Julia and Connor who helped me out a lot while coming up with these items. I made a general items table for when you put the yellow tickets in. And then I made a personal pan 
pizza item table for when you guys put purple ones in. There's a little it's a little more complicated than that, but yeah, I got a bunch. I'm gonna fill in the spaces that you guys that you guys went, but I'm really excited about all, all these. So I, I know you're you gonna don't... reuse these tables for their. Oh yeah, line. yeah, yeah. These tables are gonna stay for a long time, and hopefully, we'll get to a lot of them. Coming up with items, I I pulled from the internet. Uh, I pulled from both Xanthar's Guide, which has a lot of really cool new items in both the DM's Guide, and then I kind of modified it a little bit. We just came up with ones that I just thought was cool and then put D&D stats on them. Yeah, man, I'm just really, really excited about this table. I also really appreciate that you are continuing this trend that it's this, like, idea of ceremony behind gearing up essentially like kidding up like the first time we got it was the ceremony with speaker martinson and now it's this like there's a reason behind the thing which i really yeah, appreciate me too yeah i, I like- think it's harder because we don't traffic in economics as much like you guys have gold but like we haven't really bought all that much to be honest so i think that if we trade in i guess like experience truly they're like, I got to give you experience if you're going to give me experience. So yeah. here you go. The physical manifestations of cool stuff that you guys get to do. And it's... and Eric always is asking us if like there's a specific place we want to go in these kind of in-between episodes when we're wrapping things up. If we have like something we want to buy or something we want to get. And for the most part, I feel like none of us have like asked for something specifically because – we enjoy this uh, this kind of almost <laughs> randomness that yeah. we've been getting because this happened. I wouldn't even think to ask for a skateboard. <laughs> I mean, this actually happened earlier in the market when we went and you got the punk rocker thing and Inara got the marbles. Like we've been getting random items for a while now and it's just been fun. Like I don't want to ask for anything. I want to just receive. I just want gifts. Give me gifts. I want <laughs> gifts. Give me gifts. <laughs> Well, we'll I listen. We'll see. I don't know if we're gonna do this every arc, or maybe it comes up more, maybe it comes up less. But I like, I really like your cannon fish. That it's like a Thank place you. that you can access from many different places, and all adventurers use this as a reward. I feel like Duven Boosters might be the biggest arcade and adventure area and play zone that exists. It's probably underneath the entirety of the continent. It's yeah. its own plane. Yeah. It's, its, sure. own, it's its own plane. It absolutely like, I was actually, just done. That's the answer. I was really thinking that it's a demi-plane the, of games. I, I mean, it's a, it's a long slide into darkness. I so. honestly assume that that door was a dimension door and you were sending us to a random like pleasure island dimension. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe next time we go to the water slide in the water section. Or the after that, the winter Olympic section. <laughs> you know. And then Epcot. Ooh, oh, it's the best God. part of Disney World. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. Oh, it's no. a small Duvin Boosters after all. You're just practicing it's your covers. I really appreciate this. It's a small Duvin Boosters after all. Ooh, how about the Food and Wine Festival? I want to go to that. Oh, these tickets are really pricey, but I yeah. Know, Drinking know, around the world is the way to go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very serious. I have a whole bunch of questions for us to answer for the after party. Are you ready? See. Heck yeah. This Wait. one. Yes. Oh, good. I'm so glad I had to wait for that. Good. Good. Uh, this is from Noel. Noel asks if the party had favorite Snapchat filters, which would each character choose? <clears throat> Tracy doesn't have Snapchat. Is it Brandon? Had Brandon doesn't have Snapchat, or Tracy doesn't Predictable. have Snapchat? Maybe. Didn't yeah. they do one where it was like the little hot dog, but it was a little robot dancing? They did do that. You could put ARG, a little robot. Yeah, if I were to make one, like I would have one where you could put food in your mouth and then something come out of your 
slot at the oh gosh this is <laughs> this is awful you don't don't good. do that good you can pitch that to snapchat and they'll probably buy it because they love awful things great tracy's would just say it's a, a simple text one it says beep boop over their head <laughs> you know that classic tracy saying good tracy classically says beep boop i'm trying to decide if anara would like the dog filter or not because either yes and she can match O-Cake a little bit or no because that dog is nowhere near as cute as O-Cake is. So I think Inara would go for the scariest filter. Or Inara does the puppy filter with O-Cake. Oh, like I see. It, so then you're both puppies and then O-Cake is puppy on puppy. Okay, yes, that's probably it. No. I mean, something light related. I've seen so many there. Uh, <laughs> Like there's one, I feel like it happened a long time ago. It was like paparazzi flashes of light and you got those sunglasses. Yeah. That would be Johnny. Nice. I think Alonzo's really into face swapping. Ugh, of course. Yeah, that's typical. About right. What would Stoneface's be? Oh man. Stoneface like paid like ten dollars like for his own like his, he made his own Snapchat filter. Oh my god. And it's just living it up with Stoneface. And it's just him taking photos throughout the castle. If we ever do a live show, we're definitely getting one. Oh, absolutely. This question is for Michael Fache only. This is from Lucy. Who would each character main in Overwatch? Well, Tracy would obviously be Bastion. Although, no, Tracy would be a Reinhardt. Yeah. Yeah, Tracy would be a Reinhardt with the shield, but then also like running in to bash his, uh, his hammer. And then Inara would be Tracer. Yeah. Because, you know, moving around acrobatically, flip team. Sounds pretty badass. I mean, pretty and... canonically gay. So Johnny obviously would want to be Mercy because there's so much light-related stuff happening. But nowadays, it's probably Moira because it switches from light and dark, mm. especially because her attacks have this kind of Eldritch Blast look of just energy of light and dark that I imagine Johnny's Eldritch Blasts looks like. I like it. How's uh, Stoneface looking? Uh, I think Stoneface would be... Who's the gorilla? Winston. Yeah, it would be Winston because he's like, yo, look at this <laughs> look at this very hairy character. I'm going to be that guy. Yeah, because he would stand out. Would and Captain then... Alex have an analog? Oh, no. I don't know. I, Captain Alex would be Doomfest. What is Overwatch? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, Katie asks, oh, sorry, three elves in a trench coat. You guys change your name so many times. I can't even keep track of. This one's for me. What system of measurement does this world use? Imperial, metric, some mysterious and magical one that my kitchen scale doesn't have? Um, I'm I, really into metric. I included this in the doc because I think you answered it on the Discord, but I wanted to give you a second chance to do something weird and magical, like inventing your own system. Sure. I Yeah, metric. <laughs> Metric is weird and magical because everything's in tens. I love it. But I do want bushels to still be a unit of measure. Oh, yeah. Um, or stone. Yeah, stone and bushels are now commonly used. And like a league. A league, a league of no, what? Yeah. Like, no, of like their own. 20 leagues under the sea, oh, my dude. Oh, God. God, you're such a bad I was major. with you, Amanda, and then Brandon said that, so now I'm sad. <laughs> because it's a great movie? You're sad? No, it's just. It is know, a great movie. It's Very a great gay. movie. It's great. Uh, At least it's not something like Bladorps. Ten Bladorps equals one Quafan. Yeah, if we did that, it'd be... Yeah, if we did something like... <laughs> yeah, Michael did... Schubert of the Potterless podcast would agree with you. Fucking Galleon Sickles I was literally nuts. just gonna... F oh, God. Scooped ya, DM. Scooped my Scooped ya. Okay. All right. Isaac has a question. What is each character's favorite holiday? Does Johnny have special plans for the solstice? Wouldn't Tracy love, like, Independence Day or 
unification day or something, but there's fireworks. Like, I think that would be, you know, well, kind of up his alley. I, fireworks, yes. I don't think he is, like, fully patriotic or anything, you know what I mean? No, no, but because they have fireworks. That's a good idea. I also like any of the winter holidays where you receive gifts that are wrapped in wrapping mm. because the idea of unwrapping a thing to discover a smaller oh, yeah. thing inside of the That's thing very good. is about, very of Tracy's alley. I hope they don't have Easter in this fantasy universe, but if they do, the idea of going on an Easter egg hunt, Brandon's eyes just got so wide. He would melt. He would, he would just egg melt. Hunt. Oh, cute. He would push children over to get to the egg. Yes, yes, he would. I have to invent a holiday now where there's discovering things in, in small places. Smaller things inside of bigger things. Oh, so. yeah. It's delightful. It's the best. Mm-hmm. I think Inara, I imagine they have some kind of Thanksgiving-esque holiday, some kind of family togetherness or family heritage type day. And that was probably a kind of big feast day, celebration, exciting time back with her clan. And I think Johnny, as much as he would like the summer solstice and the longest day of the year, you know, nighttime's just another opportunity to cast light. Hell yeah. So I think he would celebrate both of the solstices. Yeah, uh, winter so that, solstice, right? Because that's just a good time, I think. Because Johnny would just be shooting. That would be the fireworks time. That would be just like brightening up the sky as much as possible for Johnny. Yeah. And every day thereafter, it gets lighter outside for longer. Yeah. I have a question for the group. I want to. I want to crunch. All right. This is a question for me. I that want a crunch squad. <laughs> this is a question for me to Amanda. To I'm over. Squad. I'm overriding this. Welcome to Crone Squad, a podcast where a podcast where I tell Amanda to stop eating fucking dice. Guys, this is a I question from Eric. Them. Amanda, stop trying to eat dice. Guys, but so you, Amanda, you how many dice do you think could fit in your mouth? Oh. Okay, would be a choking hazard, people. Please don't put dice in your mouth. But... There's a really good Key and Peel sketch of him just putting so many marbles in his mouth. <laughs> I probably could fit a good... How many are here right here, Fish, you think? Like 70? <laughs> I think I could fit like 40 dice in my mouth. You think 40 dice? Yeah, I This do. is a video content waiting to happen. <laughs> but no, you look at dice and they just like beautiful little candies for you to eat. I uh, eat them. What, no. what would be your preferred color of dice to eat? What's your favorite Starburst? And then tell me your favorite dice color. Pink or orange, and probably, yeah, like pink, red, just some kind of vibrant, like Mike and Ike color. Good, 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 good. Yeah. 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 I go for the, like, the glass looking ones where you can, like, see through them, you know? And they Ooh, have, like, sort of like hues. pineapple, dragon fruit. Yes, type. Yeah. exactly. Lychee. My favorite sour mm. situation. I know. I like anything red flavored. Mm-hmm. This is so bad. Mikey? So, any. I'm a big, just like dice <laughs> yeah. fan. People take my dice. So I've just started like just putting them in my mouth and eating them a little bit uh-huh, and then putting uh-huh, them down. So uh-huh. basically, if you've ever touched one of my dice. So so Nasty. JTP fans, be on the lookout for a video where we compare and compete to see how many of us can fit how many dice in our so mouth. So step one, we need to invent a business that makes gummy D&D dice. Those exist, actually. And I've, I've D&D ones gotten... or normal ones? D&D, D&D ones, yeah. Ooh. I think they're on Etsy where I saw them. But... Uh, I, I revision, got... step one, we have to buy some. Step two, we have to do a contest. Better than gummies, chocolate ones. I used to buy these chocolate Ooh. dice as gifts to some of my players. They're really good. I'm going to go gummies because I think you'd be yeah. able to fit more gummies in your mouth oh, than yeah, you chocolate. Oh, yeah, you can squish them. You can yeah, squish, you squish them. them. And the chocolate but start to melt, though. You can roll that is the true. chocolate ones. What about marshmallow dye? Ooh. You think that's possible? I mean, you can get like a D6 for sure. Yeah. It's just after that you're going to lose. Some Are they all stability. D6s? So there's giant Eric D6s? is shaking his head so sadly. I hate this so much. I hate <laughs> but it. Eric, you like eating and you like dice. I, no, I don't like those two things together. I think you're unenlightened. You, have you tried it? No. I don't think anyone should try it because they die. You don't and know. They hurt themselves. I want a crunch. No crunch. Squad. No crunch. Anyway, I think D4 looks the most delicious. What do you think? D8 looks pretty good too. 
I really like the D12 just in general. I think that's, yeah. for me, the most aesthetic. It's like a good pleasing. flat surface to bite into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really into the uh, the D10 because you get two like triangular points that you can like squish. Ooh, you know? That's true. Ooh, yeah. That's true. Squish into a flat plane. I'm very yeah. into that. I'm just worried D8 that with well. a D20, you know, they're t- almost too, too circular. Much. Those would be good as chocolate. You could bite them in half. Yeah. yeah. They could be yeah. filled with something. Ooh. Yeah. D- D20 carmen. truffles. Yeah. Love it. I rolled a, a six for constitution, and I want to die. <laughs> Moving on. Great. All right. This is from Shubes, <laughs> who says, which dice is your favorite? I'm glad no, you wait, asked No, wait, no, we're not doing this question. No, <laughs> we're moving on. Uh, this is from uh, Katie, Katie's Delivery Service on Twitter. If your dice could talk, whose voice would you want announcing both your crits, successes, and failures? Lawrence Fishburne. Ooh, good. it's a good one. Uh, the WWE announcer, like, let's get ready to rumble, like that. But I would need to think of something clever for what he would say for a fail. I want Misha Stanton to announce all of your dice rolls. They basically announce all my fails. That is true. That is true. Oh, I want Guy Fieri to do mine. (laughs) I just want Martin Freeman because I just love Martin Freeman. (laughs) This is my answer for any question of anything film or movie related. It's just Martin Freeman. I just, I just want to be friends with Martin Freeman. Oh, wait, no. I want um, Little Big Town to do mine. Who's the guy that voiced the Iron Giant? Vin Diesel. Is it Vin Diesel? Yes. Did Vin Diesel voice the Iron Giant? Yes. Wow. <laughs> another reason why Vin Diesel needs to come onto our podcast. Also, David Boreanaz, if you're hanging out, just come on the order podcast. Wait, I changed. I want David. David. David's my answer. You want <laughs> David Boreanaz? Yeah. Okay. All right. No bones about it. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. He's a true angel. I was just going to do that. Damn it. <laughs> You guys watched the series finale of Angel? Yeah. It was the most disappointing season I know, series I know, finale of all I time. Know. Hey, that's why it was called Pool Party, because the bone whale lives in a pool. Ah. Um, this is our third arc, the end of our third arc, and our 20th episode. Man, I'm really happy with the way that we've really started to build out this universe and the story. I think we're making really good progress with your character development Everything that's happening, I hope that the stories and the lore behind the concentric states are unraveling a little bit. And you have more questions and maybe a few answers, and you know we're just going to keep moving. I also want to say, like this is this is the end of three arcs. This is twenty episodes deep, and we already have the most sincerely the most amazing fan base ever. And yeah. I just want to yeah. say thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you continue listening. And uh, this is so exciting for me personally, and I'm sure that all three of you guys, but. The show wouldn't be anywhere without you guys. So thanks for listening. Absolutely. We've been planning this show for close to a year at this point. This episode's coming out in mid-February, and we started planning kind of around that time last Mm -hmm. year. And it's just, it's so exciting to see this thing that we had dreamed and worked really hard on put into the universe. I can't imagine Eric having the joy and burden of also, like, thinking of all this stuff. And, I mean, I think it's a mark of, like, the job that you are doing and the help of everyone else who's giving you input, all the sources of inspiration that you use, that I just come in and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, this is the universe. Like, this is what we're playing in. Like, of course, there's, you know, these two cities on the sides of a river, one of which is ruined, and there's a giant who quotes Shakespeare. Like, it just immediately, to me, is so easy to just accept the world for what it is and to, like, dive deeper into it. But, you know, you're putting a lot of work into it, and I think episode 20 is a really good time to stop and say thank you, and I love doing the show, and I love playing in this universe, and I love doing the party. Yeah, thank you, all three of you as well. Like. Yeah. It's, oh, shucks. It's, thanks, you too. It's amazing. Well, thanks, guys. I know it's like part of like the Patreon reward that we have this Discord, 
But when I'm having a bad day, like it feels like more of a reward for me to yeah. look back at what totally. has been said yeah. all yeah. day. I don't need to make money from this show ever because, you know, we have this ability to just talk about like the best and dumbest and most sincere and most adorable things. Like people show us pictures of their dogs napping and like it's just I, I, I can't. And like from cookie exchanges, we're at two now to like, yeah, the pictures of the dog. That's that's for me because I miss my dog. And so I get to just like. I don't post much on that because I, I don't live with my dog anymore, but I get to look at the, all the puppies and, and all the animals and go like, oh, animal friend. And like people supporting each other and career changes. Oh, my and... gosh. Yeah. Real stuff. Yeah. It's it's amazing. You're all. Oh, yeah, man. You're all great. I got to say, every time we have a story spoilers and speculation channel and nothing makes me happier than that thing. Hearing you guys listen to a thing that I'm coming up with and like talking about the actions and reactions that y'all players do, which warms my heart that this is going out to all of you and that you're listening and care about it and thinking about it. Man. Also, I may or may not have taken some good ideas from that channel. And also the people who talk to us and interact with us on Facebook, through email, Twitter. On I Tumblr. obviously enjoy my Tumblr folks. The Tumblies, the g- parties, the tum- party tumbles. Tumble parties? Rum- rumbles, Tumblewinds? The rumblers. The tumblers? The tum-tum. That, this might be one of those times where we brainstorm and it just doesn't come. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we all deserve a little bit of a rest. Uh, all right. A long, a long rest? rest. Uh, then it's on to the next arc. Everyone get your spell slots back. Woo! Woo! See you Yippee. later. See you Bye. next time. Bye, guys. Undying Light and Shadow be with you. Ooh.